0: Hello, dear listener. I have something truly special to share. It's an exclusive invitation to join me in Mexico for an intimate and luxurious 3 day retreat along the beautiful Pacific coast of Zihuatanejo, taking place the weekend of the spring equinox, March 18th through the 20th. There's also an optional day to stay through the 21st for some special ceremonies that are happening in the area for the equinox. But the retreat itself is the 18th through the 20th, really an opportunity not to be missed. And I'm offering one lucky listener a discounted ticket on this weekend that I've I've just been loving into being actually for several years now as COVID and you know everything but when we conceived of building this place our home down here It's really what we envisioned, you know, bringing people down here for retreats, for trainings, because we felt and we knew that this space was special. And as people keep coming down and we keep getting the feedback, how magical it is, we want to share it in a really intentional way. You know, be working with the four elements, earth, air, fire, water, the metaphors of the season will set sight on a new vision for our mothering journey and creating a deeper connection to self and mother nature. So to win a discounted ticket, rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, screenshot it and DM it to me on Instagram at Dr. Gertrude Lyons. And remember, the most important thing to mother is yourself. Give yourself permission to take a retreat this year. And besides, who said mothers can't go on a spring break? I'll see you there. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome to Mother. Oh, it's Mother. Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time we rewrite the Mother Her Code. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Mother Her Rewriting the Mother Code. We're going to dive deeper into the cultural aspects of menopause, an aspect of a woman's journey, of the mothering journey in many ways. And we're going to look at the history of it, the meaning behind some of the words we associate with it. And I'm going to share some of my personal journey that has Really illuminated and allowed me to go and dive deep into some of these aspects for myself. I'm now emerging, you know, on the other side, as I ended last podcast saying that from something I was dreading to something I am now celebrating and steeping in at a much deeper level. And just, you know, to say like how important it is, you know, and I'm seeing it for myself in this, what I've been sharing about with rewriting The Mother Code, that I take personal responsibility for my journey and not have it be dictated by what society says, what my family says, or what people around me associate or project around around this. And I, I knew from some of my training at with Dr. Judith Wright and Sophia that there were other possibilities with this but when my body started changing and when i was experiencing some discomfort and you know realizing that i am getting older and you know things that i valued like my looks and beauty and and having a certain perception of that was changing and it has been highly disturbing for me you know, over this last like year and a half, I would say. And as I mentioned in last episode, that I am now officially in menopause, which means I've gone a year uh, without a period and menstruating. And so that technically officially puts you in this now phase of menopause. So I want to spend a little time in this episode unpacking my journey kind of where I am currently, share a couple experiences, look at some of the cultural mythology, cultural paradigms that I've been busting to really start embracing a new, much more positive and definitely filled with more possibilities um, at this time in my life. So I want to open up the conversation reflecting on a mystical experience that I had this summer in one of our Sophia trainings called The Woman's Elemental Experience, where we really use the elements in service of our deepening our experience with them in ways that, you know, support me, you know, can support you, support women in you know reconnecting with ourselves through the natural elements earth air fire water and we do this in a particular way with our curriculum um in Sophia which is really beautiful so on this journey that i was on surrounded by although we were doing it online so i was at home but you know with all 30 other women and you know led by Dr Judith Wright to go on this journey and we were steeping very deeply into the power of the element of earth and, you know, to name some things, you know, the earth as sustenance, you know, the earth, um, mother earth and the supportive nature, the sustaining nature of, of giving and, you know, providing nourishment in all ways right? And also looking at just symbols. And we watched videos and saw symbols of just the power of the earth and the energy contained in it and how roots go so very deep into it and new life sprouts from it, you know, and also just how the destructive or the destructive nature as well as the creative nature, you know, of mother earth. And I went into this whole weekend with an intention for myself, around getting messages, finding possibilities for myself in this stage of my life. So I was particularly focused on my menopausal journey, you know, as I did this, you know, really, and I would honestly say a little bit more of a desperate sense in some regards, like I wasn't going into it at the stage of like, oh, you know, still so fully embracing this, but really kind of seeking support and guidance and help to expand my experience of it. Because I knew I was coming at it from a pretty restricted space. So during this time where we're really diving into the element of earth, we'd done some beautiful things like planting and meditating on it, what meditating on what earth meant and how I connected with earth as a child and really beautiful ways, you know, both personally, historically, but then in this broader universal sense of mother earth symbolically. And, you know, we ended the night on this element and had the opportunity if we chose to take it and exercise to if we had access, you know, to the earth to spend some time sleeping on Mother Earth and see what messages or dreams might come of that. I live in the city of Chicago and uh, but we do have a bit of a yard that's fenced in, you know, but I was had a little trepidation. I don't normally sleep outside, but I really wanted to take the opportunity and chose to have it, you know, create kind of a safe environment for myself. And I said, even if I do it for a little bit of time, you know, just to have the experience So I got myself set up on the earth, I set a timer for a half hour, I thought, you know, I'll see how I'm doing after a half hour. And it was so interesting how right from the start, like when I first laid on the earth, it felt hard and uncomfortable. And I really had to choose to surrender to it. And Just as we had been, you know, with it in the work we had been doing together as a group and holding the earth as Mother Earth and feeling held and enfolded. And it became immediately a different experience. Suddenly the discomfort went away, and I really, suddenly the earth felt soft and I literally felt like I was laying on my bed. It was pretty extraordinary. So I'm like, okay, you know, I can do this. <laughs> I can, I can be here for a bit. And, and then again, like the sounds Sure, there were some nature sounds, you know, cicadas and and some things like that. But also, I'm in the city, so there were sirens and cars, and just noticing what I chose to put my attention on and and allow myself to be with as I did drift off to sleep. And in that kind of liminal space, or that space that at first felt like a dream, but then I was actually very aware that I was I wasn't sure if I was dreaming or awake, and had you know what I will name for myself. Um, very significant mystical experience where what flashed in my mind and and felt like in such stark reality, the face of a elder woman. And I don't know how, you know, it's going to be a little bit challenging me for me to describe her, but it's not really the point. The point is I felt like I was in the presence of just the face and it was in black and white and, you know, carved lines in her face this round, beautiful face that was both encompassing and loving. And if I say scary, it's not like, I mean like frightening, but just holding a lot of power. Right. And this sense that I had that, you know, I was in the presence of something that I couldn't explain, I guess, even though it was, it was familiar in some ways, it was a human face and form. But at the same time, what my body and mind was experiencing was something of what I'll call an altered state. And I really had to choose to stay present and with it, because I kind of want to just wake up and shake out of it. Because I was both drawn in and scared a little bit. And then another woman appeared. There were no words spoken. I just had this sense of the words I, I guess I would use would be called, welcomed, welcomed into you know this new space, this stage of my life and that they would be my guides. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March 2024, and I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather if that's the space that you're in and coming down to this magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico... Neho meaning land of the goddess women and coming to really take time for yourself okay and that i am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish it's essential and i really want you to take it seriously to consider you know just think about what would it take for me to go it's a five and a half day retreat getting from where you are getting there landing there and then being in a space that is all about you it's all about nourishing you it's all about tuning into you using everything around us the nature the food the beautiful people the rituals ceremonies i bring it you know we really bring it and I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. Tears flowed from my eyes. I'm still like holding, you know, to really stay present to the experience and just be with what was happening. I don't know how long it went on. It wasn't that long. And then I just laid there to really still also try and hold and contain the space. But all I can say is I'm a little wordless right now because, you know, to try and explain something like this and put it in words, I, I feel like I'm sort of failing, but it felt like an invitation like they were my midwives in a way. And I felt both in it, like very young and next to them, almost like they were calling me to birth myself in a new way. And I had a sense that this, you know, wasn't just a one-time happening. This was going to go on for some time. So I still laid on the earth for a while, and but then chose to kind of get up and go sleep on our inside porch, a little more protected, but still outside. And I'm sharing this because I've used this then. I, I knew this was something you know, it was a gift. I really felt like it was a gift and something very profound that it just happened. And I wanted to make the most of it and use it. So I've worked on it in my coaching. I've done journaling around it. I call them into presence in my morning ritual. What I realized out of it is, you know, this is a relationship to foster, but I will tell you, it it really opened up a space for me to shift some really big paradigms, like suddenly the heaviness that I had been carrying around, like, oh my gosh, you know, this going into this next stage, I know Judith has said like, it can be amazing. And now, you know, I can really become a wise woman and, you know, this or that. It was like, yeah, but look what's happening to my body and I don't feel good and I'm gaining weight and I'm going to get wrinkles. And, you know, in our culture, it just means I'm going to be ugly. To have a new sense of it was really, so beautiful. I really felt like that was the gift I was given because yes, these women were old, you know, older, they had, you know, lines on their faces and gray hair and, um, but they were so powerful and so beautiful. So it opened up a a possibility for me just in their being, you know, let alone like have them, you know, help usher me. And I think that was something that was one of the most profound immediate things is it's like, Oh, like I can let go, you know, that of, the cultural paradigm of youthful beauty and you know go on the journey it it didn't might not change overnight i still put on you know lotions on my face that help decrease wrinkles and stuff like that but you know not the biggest point but at the same time it is right how can i love what's happening to my body you know, through this passage. And I want to say just a few more things about it from a cultural standpoint, because words that are used in, you know, well, just the word menopause, we have a negative connotation to it. But, you know, this phase of life in Celtic culture is being called the crone phase, or now I'm a crone. And, you know, we hear the word cronies, and it always has a negative connotation to it, right? Also the word hag, you're a crone or you're a hag and you picture these withered old women um, kind of repulsive and disgusting. And, you know, they have like a dark evil sense about them is what we see in our culture. Like who wants that, right? Who wants to be known as that like bent over crotchety woman that, you know, lives alone and and everybody runs away from. I want to have us look at that a little bit because in Rewrite the Mother Code, we always want to look at what are the prevailing beliefs and has it always been that way and how what's happened in the past in these regards? And, you know, I won't take the time to do a thorough um, exhaustive discussion on that, but I just want to name a couple of things to articulate that, you know, the, this image that we have now is one that has been developed over time. You know, this current image of this ugly haggard old crone isn't how it's always been. And in many, many cultures, the term crone is, its original meaning is wise crone or wise woman. And, you know, in many tribal cultures throughout history, when women reached the stage past their time where they could give birth or the birthing stage became, they became the elders and the wise women of the tribes, right? And, you know, we can look at it to represent a woman who's journeyed through this passage, you know, has walked through these doors, has walked through life, you know maybe having children maybe not but having you know our time and attention focused more in that direction and stepping away from just looking at the physical aspect to it to the more you know spiritual wisdom aspect of it and have it be a time of rediscovery have it be a time of literally birthing ourselves you know as mothers we have that opportunity to birth a child and then give our care and attention to that child but now we have the opportunity at this time and that's what i'm starting to embrace is this opportunity to turn inward and to go on a journey inward of a much deeper self-discovery you know i've a lot of transformative and self-discovery work I have been feeling, although I hadn't attached it so much to menopause, but over this year and a half and COVID has, as I said, you know, layered on top of it has been some of my deepest, most profound, most kind of emerging of myself, individuating from family, from culture, like really starting to question, really going into, you know, deeper questioning of things I've just taken for granted along the, along the way. And instead, you know, really making my life, my own, you know, making my body, my own, my journey, you know, something that's incredibly personal and becoming much more intimate with ourselves. And you know, this alchemy of menopause is not, that's why now I'm seeing, you know, with the help of this experience that I had with the help of a curriculum and a body of women that I get to be a part of to have this mysterious time, take a whole different form. Hi there. And thank you for listening to the Mother podcast. I'm Dr. Gertrude Lyons. And through my work as a professional life coach, I focus on exploring, demystifying and democratizing the maternal power that lives in all women. Because I believe that mothering is a transformational journey that all women can and need to take with or without children. Don't believe me? Well, check out the link in the show notes for yourself. I've got downloads for women of all stages of the mothering journey. Remember to join me every other week right here on Mother, because together we can start a new conversation around modern mothering. Are you ready to rewrite the mother code? I want to name kind of now, you know, go back to why would it be that we turned such a powerful time if other cultures held this wise woman time as something so powerful and women became, you know, really powerful leaders in the tribe and, and their, you know, wisdom was considered so profound, you know, if we just don't have to look that hard to think like, well, a patriarchal culture and one that's more inclined to think left brain and linear doesn't want to have anything to do with this mysteriousness, with this wisdom, you know, versus knowledge and all the efforts and ways that, you know, patriarchy has shifted how we look at and how we see the power of of a woman's journey. Why would this be any different? Right. And I think the fact that we had to turn this one into something so ugly and cast away and cast aside versus embracing, I think points to the potential and the power that lies within it. And I think it's also, you know, a time where as I go inward and as women go inward at this time for their own personal transformation, it isn't to then come out and you know, focus narrowly, it's to focus more broadly. And I'm seeing it as I go in and journey inward, my potential then to have an impact on the greater good, you know, on the world, on those around me, but even, you know, beyond and have the breadth of my mothering expand immensely. So now I'm not just, you know, mothering a child or children or or one project. It's like, nope, it's all of humanity. And, you know, we as women might be a little intimidated by that as our charge, as our you know, the calling of this time. So yeah, we may also, you know, we perpetuate, you know, this myth and this paradigm just as much as anyone else. So I'm not blaming men or patriarchy for how we've come to this place we are, but I am having us asking, you know, I've been asking myself, but asking all of us to, let's take a deeper look. Let's, What would happen if at this time that I feel like it's needed more than ever for us to mother ourselves and mother the world and and our planet, if women, as they approach this time and see it at the possibilities that lie within it, and we bring that wisdom to the forefront, who knows what's possible? And I think also the fact that, you know, this aspect of the journey is calling us to look at maybe some of the darker sides, the shadow sides of ourselves, of culture, and that's uncomfortable. You know, I, I think it's probably some of what I haven't wanted to look at, but I think I've, you know, where it started was looking at this mistaken belief I've had that my value only comes in how I look and how my body looks and fits a very narrow and impossible and an impossibility of aging and still looking youthful. Like, why would we do that? Right. So, but looking at how much importance I have put in that, in my life and to uncover, you know, and and to go deeper. And I've had some really big experience looking at even my relationship to my own mother and uncovering, you know, some responsibility and taking some of my own personal responsibility in that. And that's shifting that dynamic and relationship in some beautiful ways. But it does require, I believe, us, you know, to bridge these aspects, to encompass all of these aspects of our life and our journey. But, you know, particularly this shadow self and how it's been formed and, you know, to look, we've been looking at it culturally and, but also to look at it personally. So I want to close this out here and So much more, you know, that can be said about this, but I'm hoping that by, you know, listening to some of my journey and where I've been going and kind of debunking some of the myths for myself and starting to just see, I feel like I'm, I just celebrated my 56th birthday on 1111 and got some beautiful messages. You know, it was halfway between the moons and, and seeing the 11s as a doorway and a, and a gateway columns, you know, to walk through. And to be aligned even more so with my purpose and mission going forward. And I feel like the two women that came to me as the guides were also like two pillars, you know, holding a gateway for me. So I'm super excited. And I, this is falling as I start a new season, you know, of the, the Mother Her podcast. And I anticipate, expect, plan on, you know, us going you know, deeper than ever and want to bring you on this journey with me and you have your own journey, you know, to discover and to explore. So I'm excited to partner with you in that and let's rewrite the mother code together. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review and subscribe to mother. Wait, no. Subscribe to Mother Her. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women. Well, actually, everybody, men included. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com